Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. online today. Come on, let's welcome them. So glad you joined us either in person or online and happy Mother's Day to those that are watching online today. I know one of our hosts is a mother, one of our online hosts, Deb, and we actually got to honor her at She Night. Who was at She Night on Monday? We had a great, great time and we honored Deb, uh, one of our online hosts, and we love and appreciate you and every single mother in the house. Can we just celebrate the moms in the house for a moment? We love you. We honor you. So thankful that you decided to join us at Rethink Life today. And we know that it's not just moms that influence people, right? You know, I think there's some people that would love to be a mom and they just haven't had the opportunity yet, but they have a powerful influence over people. What about our teachers? What about those that lead in business that influence others? You know, there's a thing called mothering. There is a thing called mentoring. And we all have the opportunity to influence someone in our lives. So today, I am giving a message to the moms. But I want you to know it's a message for each one of us because we all have the opportunity to influence someone, right, in our lives. And I want to introduce you. I have the incredible, oh, 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 stop, stop, stop. Oh, no. Let's wait a moment. Did, did you guys already get your gift? No, 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 no. Not yet. Not yet. Surprise, surprise. Not yet. Okay. So that's going to happen just so you know. At the end of point two, just so you'll be ready. Is everybody ready for your gift? Okay, okay. So I can hear the clanging. I'm like, what's clanging? Oh, no, it's the gift. Okay, so that's happening at point two. So we're going to jump in in just a second because I know you can't wait to get to point two now. Uh, but I want to introduce you to someone very special. I don't think my mother has ever been able to be with me here at Rethink Life Church in the 20 years that we have been in existence in Orlando, Florida. My mother, Linda Masteller, is here today. Mom, would you stand? I just want to honor my mother. So thankful that she could be with us today. It's, it, that is just, it's a huge gift in my life. I couldn't ask for anything more than to have my mother with us today. So I want to uh, show you a few people in my life. Um, if we have those pictures ready, I am a mother and I know you guys don't ever see our kids. So I want to show you a picture of our kids if we have that ready. So this, these are our children. Uh, this was my daughter Ashlyn's wedding. So Becca is the dark headed one. She's the oldest and Ashlyn the blonde 
people to think we look like twins. I don't know. I hope so because I think she's beautiful. But that's my daughter Ashlyn. She's our second child. And that is Luke the redhead. That's my third child. And then God blessed me with two more boys, Daniel and Dylan. So that is my family. I don't know. You may not have ever met our kids because they're grown up and they have gone out to impact the world. And we're thankful for that. That's what we're supposed to do, right? Raise them up and send them out. So those are, that's our family. Um, now I want you to meet my, my mom and my grandmother. My grandmother is still living. She is 93, living down the street from my mom in Frisco, Texas. And so we got to celebrate all of her birthdays. And this is my, my oldest living relative, my grandmother. And I'm so thankful for my mom's mom, my grandmother in my life. And then lastly, I want to introduce you to the four girls in my family. So my mom has four children. My mom and dad had four girls, of which I'm the oldest. I know you can't tell. I know you can't tell. But I am the oldest of the four. And look at the hair color. Isn't that crazy? The one on the end, I don't know if you can tell, it's red. She has red hair like my son. So this is our family. So we have a lot of girl things going on in our family. Uh, Rodney was raised in a home of four boys, and he was the youngest of the four boys. So when I married him, I was open to a whole new world. In our family, sports was not the thing. My dad, he loved sports. He loved basketball. In fact, I read in some of his diaries, he, he passed two years ago, uh, but I read in some of his diaries recently that his favorite subject in high school was sports and more sports is what he said. <laughs> and he loved basketball and he barely made it through college if it were not that he married my mom and she helped him get through college. And then he got his master's degree. But then they had four girls. They kept praying, or I think he kept praying for a boy. And the final one was Heather Joy. And they said, Heather Joy's not a boy. And so they had four girls. And we just really weren't very athletic in our home. I think everybody tried. Um, but we just never really could nail the thing. You know, we weren't ever like the top athletes at anything. And the worst day of the year for me was field day when they would choose uh, who would be on your team. And I was always chosen last, literally. And I was, I'm always, I, I have a ball magnet in my head. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. But anytime I would go to my son's uh, basketball games, the ball would always hit me you know, on the side of the head. Anytime we would play volleyball in the summer with the youth group, I'd always get like nailed in the head. I don't know what that is. And my niece came in town uh, about a month ago, my youngest uh, sister's daughter, and she played volleyball at the convention center. Has anybody been to one of those crazy volleyball tournaments? It is insane. It is my worst nightmare. There are balls flying everywhere. I'm serious. I thought, oh my gosh, I can do this. I can make it to her court. I can do this without getting hit. That's how bad I am at sports and anything that has to do with the ball. So just to let you know that up front, I do, I, I, I have this desire to be good and I work out every day and I'm, I'm working on my physical strength and endurance, but I'm just not an athlete. 
but I've spoken with some athletes, and I've tried to get in their head, and I've talked to people that run marathons. Does anybody in, in the house run a, has run a marathon? Oh my gosh. Wow, some of the mamas in the house have run a marathon, half marathon. Anyone? All right, 5K. Walk down the street. Yes! Okay. <laughs> That's me. I walked two miles yesterday. Uh, the timing was not all that great, so I don't know how well I would do on a marathon, but I think I could walk it. I think I could do it. Uh, but today I want to talk to you about a race. And it's actually a marathon that we are on. It's a marathon of life and what I call the marathon of motherhood. Because we all have a starting point and we have an ending point. And how are we going to do on this race? We're going to need some things to equip us along the way. And it's interesting that the Apostle Paul, when he wrote, he wrote most of the New Testament, he talked a lot about running a race. And this is the scripture that we're going to focus on today. It's 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 26. 26. It says, don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize, so run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just Battle, or not just shadow boxing. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for your word to us today, God. We know that there is power in your word, and God, we just pray that your spirit would speak to us today through your word about this thing called the marathon of life, the marathon of motherhood. Lord, I pray that you would speak through your word to us today. God, I pray that you would encourage every person that's sitting here today, God, I don't know their circumstances, but I do know a lot of moms that are struggling right now. I do know there are women that would love to be a mom. I do know, God, that there are challenges that many of us are facing in this room right now. We don't have answers to, but God, we know that you are the truth, the way, and the life. God, I pray that you would speak to us through your word today. Encourage us through your word today, God. Make us stronger. Make us able. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. So I love this scripture from Paul. And today I do want to talk to you about how we can run this race and how we can be a champion when it comes to the marathon of motherhood. The scripture says, so run to win. All athletes are disciplined in training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. So my first point to you today is run with purpose. As simple as that. Run with purpose in every step. We have to live each day with great intention in our lives. You know, because life is short, we have to be intentional. We never know what we're promised, right? Tomorrow, we may not be promised tomorrow. So we have to live today to the full with great intention and purpose. We have to remember that we're not out on a jog we are on a marathon race. It is not an easy one from day to day. Some days are easier than others, right? But it's one step in front of the other, headed to this desired destination, the finish line. 
and we are focused on finishing well, we're running to win our life. Life is not what we do in a day, but it's what we do daily. We have to be purposeful in the things that we do every single day. And did you know that my spirit is my responsibility and your spirit is your responsibility, right? Have you ever heard, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy? Right? That's right. So our spirit is our responsibility. So how can we purposefully live this day? How can we do that? How can we have purpose in every step that we have in our lives? Well, we have to plan our steps. We have to plan ahead if we're going to be intentional with our steps. If we let life just kind of happen, we won't end up where we want to be at the end, right? We have to be intentional to get to a focused destination in our lives. Luke 12, 31 says, He will always give you all you need from day to day if you will make the kingdom of God your primary concern. How many of you believe that? He will give us what we need emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially. He will give us what we need day to day if we make the kingdom of God our primary concern in our life. And there's three ways I just want to remind you that you can do that. Check your heart. Check your heart every day. And the way that I love to do that is to get into the word of God every single day. Get into prayer. Have a moment of prayer. Just a focused time every morning directing my path. I've determined every morning that when I get up, I will decide how my day is going to go from at least from the beginning, right? I can make that choice when I, I get out of bed in the morning. And through worship, worship is so important. Just put a little bit of worship music on. If the quiet, house is quiet, put some headphones on and just listen to one or two worship songs just to get your heart focused and right. Check your heart. Number two, check your friendships, right? We're checking our kids' friendships, but mama, we got to check our own friendships. Leader, we got to check our friendships because where our friends are going is where we're going, whether we like it or not. We have to be careful where we're spending the most of our time because it has such a great impact on our lives. And our kids are watching what we do, right? They're watching the kind of friends that we choose. They're listening to those phone calls. They're watching the, 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 the things that we do in the weekend and in the evening. They're watching us. They know. And it's so important that we choose the right kind of friends in our lives. That's why here at Rethink Life Church, we put such an emphasis on life groups. And we, you can find the right kind of friends because they, somebody that joins a life group or leads a life group is somebody that's intentional with their life. Would you agree with that? Because it takes a focused intention to even just sign up and decide to show up. So I want to offer something to you, to the women, uh, that we're going to be doing for the next 21 days, starting tomorrow morning. Because life group season starts June 5th, okay? So if you want to lead a life group, we would love for you to step up and lead. If you're saying, I don't see a life group that I would like to be in, well, why don't you lead one? Maybe God is saying nobody else is doing it because I have you to do it. Anybody with me? 
If, you've, if something's on your heart, maybe God is calling you to lead a life group. But tomorrow morning, we're going to start a life group. And it's going to be online on the Bible app. I think we have it here. Um, it is the 21-day prayer challenge. And I'll step out of the way. Can you guys maybe pull out your phone? If you want to be a part of this life group, it's going to direct you directly to the YouVersion life group. It's 21 days. It is so, so simple, very simple. And uh, we have one scripture and we have one section of devotional that we're going to go through. And then at the end of that scripture and devotional, we are going to uh, talk back and forth online. So you get to put your notes, your thoughts online. I'm doing that with a group of people right now. We're reading through the Bible together. And it's just been phenomenal just to hear their hearts and their thoughts. But we're going to do that together. That's 21 days. And it's actually a devotional that Pastor Rodney and I wrote um, in honor of my dad because he taught us to pray these P's. And uh, we're going to be walking through these five different P's that we can pray every day for our family, for our children, and for those that we influence in our lives. So uh, we, I would love for you to be a part of that. And after that, I'll let you know, uh, Michelle Carolay, our life group uh, director, is going to be connecting all of us together through email as well. And we're going to do a meetup at the end of that uh, 21 days together. But I'd love for you to join me on that journey together for 21 days. We can all do that, right? Very simple. And when 21 days, you have a habit in place. So there's the method behind the madness, right? So we check our heart, we check our friendships, and we check our priorities. What things are on our calendar that are helping us reach our end goal in life? What is the goal and our spiritual goals in our lives, spiritual goals for our children, for our family? What are the things on our calendar that are helping us reach that goal? And what margin do we have in our life to influence and impact our children between all the craziness in our life? Between all the sports and all the appointments and the school and all of those things, when do we just have a little margin that we can love our kids? pray with our kids, just be with our kids. We just need a little margin sometimes. Maybe we need to like erase a few things on the calendar so that we can just have moments with our kids because they do go by very fast. Like I pointed out at the beginning with my kiddos, they're all grown and they're all gone. I, God gave me those moments with my children and I cherish them like crazy. So thankful for those moments because of the seeds that we were able to invest in their lives. Now, I want you to know, it wasn't perfect. It was not perfect, and I did not do it perfect. But at least I tried. And at least I decided I wanted to run to win. And that's what I want to encourage you with today. Because our, ki our kids get our cue from you, from me. The, your kids get their cue from you, right? As a mama, that's who I'm talking to today because I'm a mama. Our kids are getting their cue from you and I, and they need to see that we're, we've checked our hearts, we've checked our friendships, and we've checked our priorities in our lives. Proverbs 22, 6 says, dedicate your children to God and point them in the way that they should go, and the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. Oh, that's powerful. So powerful. 
because our spirit is our responsibility, we have the opportunity to imprint on our children. The values that we imprint upon them will be with them for life. So let's imprint upon them the things that we determined are important in our lives. So important that we do that. I love that scripture. In life is day by day, step by step. We're running with purpose in our lives. Number two is to run with perseverance in our lives. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. So life is short. We have to live intentional, but life is long. We've got to stay encouraged. We've got to persevere in our life. The definition of persevere is to persist in a state an undertaking in spite of the counter-influences, opposition, or discouragement in our life. Would you say, as a mom, as a mom and dad, that we might have some counter-influences in our culture right now? I would say that we do. So I want to encourage you to persevere. You can do this. I know some mamas that are sitting here right now that are struggling because of the challenge that the pandemic created for us. And now our culture is pressing in even harder. But we can persevere. We can, we can combat the counter-influence that is facing us today in our culture. We can do this. And God is going to give us the power through his word to lead our homes to be a Christian home. The Bible tells us that we even have a grandstand of witnesses in Hebrews 12 that is cheering us on. It says that they've already marked out the path for us. They've shown us the way through the word of God. And maybe you're the first Christian in your home. Maybe you're a mama and you're the first Christian in your home. Can I just celebrate you that you've given your life to Jesus and you have the desire to be his daughter, a child of the king. And can I encourage you to jump in here at Rethink Life? Jump in. Jump into a life group. Come to the welcome party. Get connected. Read the word of God. The, mar the path has been marked out for you. I just want to encourage you to persevere, to learn, to know and love Jesus with all your heart. You can do it. You can do this. And even those of us that have been raised in a Christian home, it does not mean that life will be easy, right? We have to persevere. Some of you may be tired, weary, because you feel like you've been holding on to the wheel and you're like, Jesus, take the wheel. This is difficult as a mother. I'm trying to hold on to those values. I'm trying so hard to teach my children, but it's difficult. I want to encourage you, you can do this persevere God is with you Galatians 6 9 says so let us not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time we will reap a harvest of blessings if we do not give up do not give up mama no matter where you're at in this season of mothering your children do not give up and by the way can I say that we never lose the opportunity to be a mom as long as we live, if we have children, we are always a mom. 
And the roles may change in our life. Like my kids are grown. I get to kind of coach them from the side. I get to be their friend now. But I'm still their mother. That will never change. And the love that I have the opportunity to give them is a love that they will not receive from anyone else. So don't check out on your job when you get them out of the house, okay? Grandmother, can I tell you, you're so important. My grandmother encourages me. My grandmother writes me notes. She sent a note with my mom, and I read it this morning. Her handwritten note, 93 years old, encouraging me. Grandmother, you are not finished. The race is not over. You have the ability to impact the children in your life. Your, your children, their children, and maybe even their children. The Bible tells us that we impact generation to generation to generation. So I want to encourage you to persevere. Don't give up. First Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9 in the Passion Translation says, Though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. You're the girl for the job. Quitting is not an option. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we are not out. We're not out. In our culture, it may seem that we are knocked down, but we are not out. Are you with me? We can do this. We can teach our children values from the word of God. We can plant seeds in their heart. And sometimes we can't see the seeds because when a seed goes down into the soil, it's dark. And there may be seasons that it seems really dark right now. But can I tell you that if you're planting seeds, the Bible tells us that those seeds will one day come to life in their heart and in their life. They will remember the things that mama taught them, the things that grandmother dis are displayed for them. Don't give up. We may be knocked down, but we are not out. God is with us. Okay, are you guys ready for your gift now? Okay, let's do this thing. Oh, now I don't have anybody to give a gift. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Can we thank our ushers right now? Can we just love on our ushers? They are amazing. Part of our dream team. So they are, I, I have a gift for all of the women. Okay. Every single woman, not just, not just the mamas. Every single woman is going to get a gift right now. So it might take us a second to pass them out. You can even grab those trays and pass them down the aisle if you would like to. We have a gift for you. And if you're watching online, this is the part where you have FOMO, right? You guys love being here in person? Yes. We love you online. And I know some people are watching from other states. Uh, but we would love for you to come in person if you can because we always have special things for you, especially just the love of your family right here at Rethink Life Church. But as we're passing these mugs out, could I grab one of those mugs? Helmy or Charlene, can you give me one of those? Thank you. Charlene's in my life group. Love that girl. All right. So the mug says she. 
And she around here at Rethink Life stands for she is strong, she is honorable, and she is extraordinary. And so S-H-E, strong, honorable, and extraordinary. And on the back, we put the scripture, Proverbs 31.10, that says she is a woman of strength and mighty valor. I love that. She is a woman of strength and mighty valor. We believe God has given us the opportunity and the ability to be strong, honorable, and extraordinary. A woman of strength and mighty valor. Uh, valor, let me tell you what that means in the scripture. I'm going to set this down. Valor is great courage in the face of danger, especially in battle. Sometimes we just feel as moms, we're, we got that underlying battle going on, right? We, we're just working every single day. And sometimes when they're, especially when they're young, even when they're old, you get some sleepless nights, right? And you're waking up exhausted. But you are a woman of strength and mighty valor, courage in the face of danger, especially battle. The Hebrew word for that word valor is kail, kail. And the meaning is virtuous. This word cannot be contained in one English equivalent word. It's often used in connection with military prowess. Kail is translated mighty, wealthy, excellent, morally righteous, full of substance, integrity, abilities, and strength, like a mighty army. That's a lot. That's a lot packed into that one word, valor. But that is who God has called us to be. In Proverbs 31, that scripture, she is a woman of strength and mighty valor. Verse 31.10, in the Hebrew original scripture, which is really interesting, hang with me for a second, because I want you to know when you're drinking out of that mug every day, uh, what that word valor means. In the Hebrew original scripture, the book of Ruth came immediately following the book of Proverbs. Okay, so Proverbs 31 is the last chapter in the book of Proverbs. And side note, by the way, you can read one proverb a day, right? Because there's 31. You can read a proverb a day, which is the book of wisdom. But Proverbs 31 is about this strong woman, a woman of valor. And then the next book in the Hebrew is the book of Ruth. And did you know that Proverbs 31, many people feel is pointing to Ruth that it might even be talking about Ruth because this word kail that is used, valor, is only used twice in the Bible when it refers to a woman. And it's used in Proverbs 31, and then it's used again in Ruth 3.11, where Boaz talks about Ruth and how she is an amazing woman, and people talk about her in the streets of their town. But if you know the story of Ruth, she lost much. She lost her husband, her hope for future children. She gave much. She gave much because she invested in her mother-in-law. She moved. She went somewhere that she was not comfortable with. She ran with purpose in every step. It must have taken some real courage for this young woman to leave her own country and return to a strange land with Naomi, her mother-in-law, after her husband died. That moral courage her Encourage, influenced her to take shelter under the wings of Yahweh, is what it says in the book of Ruth. 
She persevered in the challenge. She ran to win the internal prize in her bloodline because of the, her whole story, which I don't have time to get into today, but I pray that you'll read the book of Ruth. It is amazing. But because she chose to be a woman of strength and mighty valor, to not give up, she, in her bloodline, was King David and then our King Jesus. Just because she chose to do the hard thing, she, just, she chose to fight a battle, and she chose to stand up for those that could not stand up for themselves. She chose to get in and be strong, a woman of strength and valor. Can I remind you women right now, especially the moms, grandmothers in the house, no matter your age, you are this woman of strength and valor. And God has given you the children that you have in your life. He chose you. The book of, uh, when Esther, when we hear about Queen Esther, it says that she was brought into the kingdom for such a time as this. I believe that about you as well, that the children that you have, you are the mother for them for such a time as this. There may be someone sitting in this room right now. You have a child within the womb. For such a time as this, you are called to be that mother's child, or that, that child's mother. And you are the girl for the job, mom. No matter where you're at, whether you have young children and you're just exhausted, maybe you have middle school children and you're like, what in the world has just happened to my child? Maybe you have high school children and you're just praying and clinging on that God will honor his word to you, that if you invest, the seeds will grow in their life. Can I remind you, you're the girl for the job. Mom, if your kids are out of the house and they're out on their own and you're just wondering what's going on out there, you're still the girl for the job to love and be their friend. Grandmother, you're still the girl for the job, for the daughter, for the children that God has given you and for the grandchildren that God has given you. You are the girl for the job. So run with purpose in every step. Run with perseverance. And lastly, run to win the prize. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 and 25 says, Don't you realize that in a race everyone wins, but only one person gets the prize, right? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. If we only have our, our temporal glasses on, all we're going to see are the prizes that will fade away. Maybe we can reach them and get them, but they'll eventually fade away. But we run with our eternal perspective, the glasses of the Word of God, the Holy Spirit to help us see that we are not just running this race. We're running for an eternal prize, and we do it to win the eternal prize in our lives. Fix our gaze. Our prize is to win. Heavenward, lead the way in your family. Set the foundation for them. Set the foundation for them to succeed generationally to share the faith generationally. You have an eternal impact. We want to hear, well done when we cross that finish line. Well done, good and faithful servant. Well done, daughter. You did an incredible job and you were faithful. God will be faithful to you. Philippians 3, 12 through 14 says, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I am pursuing. 
but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. We cannot do it on our own. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. And if we need, the Bible talks about us being filled with the Spirit. It's not like putting gas in a gas tank to be filled with the Spirit. It says we should be filled with the Spirit, not drunk with wine, but filled with the Spirit. We're not getting gas in the gas tank. We're putting the right driver at the wheel in our life. Because we're being controlled, not by something like that the Bible was talking about, being controlled, being drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. You're being controlled by the Spirit of God in your life. When you put Him at the driver's seat of your life, that's what it means to be filled with the Spirit of God in our lives. And we need that because when we are weak, that is when He can be strong in us. So we don't accomplish it in our own strength. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all the past, and I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus Christ in my life. We focus and fix our attention. We run to win the prize. Every day, we focus and we fix our attention on Jesus, and we run to win the eternal prize. When things are challenging around us, we remember we're running to win the eternal prize. And my, my spirit is my responsibility. So I have the opportunity to choose who I'm going to put at the driver's seat of my life. How I'm going to run this race, this marathon of motherhood. Because it's long, it's challenging. We have to stay encouraged in our life. But there is a finish line and there is a victory. And I promise you, you have the opportunity to win it. God is going to give you the ability to do it. I love this story and I'll close with this. How many of you remember the tortoise and the hare? You remember that story? I love looking back at some of the stories that my mom and dad used to read to me. I just want to read you kind of a shortened version of it real quick. The tortoise and the hare. The story is often told of the tortoise and the hare. The hare was a sprint man, county champion in the 100-yard dash. He set a Warren record in that event at the Berry Patch Invitational. The tortoise, however, was a marathon man. While he never won any races, he always finished strong and even shaved a few seconds off his time with each race he entered. As the story goes, they challenged each other to a race in each one specialty. The tortoise failed miserably in the 100-yard dash. He was just coming out of the starting blocks when the hare crossed the finish line. By the time he finished, the hare had already eaten the victory wreath. But the marathon was another story. Once again, the hare was off to a blazing start. But after sprinting 500 yards, he developed cramps in his side and legs and had to withdraw from the race. Meanwhile, the tortoise, slow but sure, finished the race in grand style. Can I encourage you? You can do this. You can finish the race in grand style. You don't have to be a sprint. Life is not a sprint. It's step by step, day by day, 
marathon running in our life. God has given us the opportunity to impact the generations that we have right in front of us. The secret is not how we start. The secret is not how you're doing today. The secret is how will you do from today forward. Because we have to begin with the end in mind. Wherever we're at in this race, today is a new day. We have an opportunity to begin again today. So if you're discouraged, I want to encourage you. If you have become daunted, I want to remind you that when you're weak, he is strong in your life. If you become distracted, I want you to fix your attention on Jesus because he is the author and the perfecter of your faith. If you've become what you feel disqualified in, your, in the race, why don't you go back where, to where you stepped out of the lines? Ask Jesus to forgive you. And start today because he is faithful and he just, he is just, he will forgive you. He will help you move forward from wherever you're at today. Maybe you're just feeling like you're not doing a great job. Maybe there's some things that you're, you're struggling with. Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe it's a relationship with an adult child. If you've been disqualified or what you feel is disqualified, we have a God who is willing and ready to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness and get you right back in the race. You are never completely disqualified. He's always got open arms to bring you right back in and run the race ahead of you. And I want you to know, you may feel like the people in your life might not forgive you, but you start doing the thing, girl. You start running that race. You get your eyes focused and fixed on Jesus. You do the things that we talked about today. You run your race. The only person that you're responsible to, to win this race is to the Lord Jesus when he welcomes us into heaven. But I promise you, you keep doing the thing, girl, and people will forgive you because they're gonna see a new person. They're going to see a changed countenance, a, a changed spirit. And they're going to want to know what that is about. Because that's the kind of thing that God does in our lives. He creates a new heart in us. The Bible says that he'll take a stony heart and make it a heart of flesh. He can do that in your heart. And he can do that in your children's heart. He can do that in your husband's heart. He can do that in a sibling's heart that you feel like you're so estranged from. God can do the impossible in our lives. So if you feel disqualified, let's get back in the race. And if you've become discouraged, the Bible says that we can throw off the weight that so easily entangles us and weighs us down, and we can run this race. We can run it. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, I love this version of the scripture. It says, we're surrounded by that great cloud of witnesses, so we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination, for the path has been marked out for us. I just want to remind you, you're going to make it. You can do this thing. You can do this thing. You're going to finish this course. You're going to have 
what the Bible calls a flourishing finish if you do not give up. Run to win and run and stay focused on the prize. Philippians 1.6 says, There has never been any doubt, not the slightest doubt in my mind, that God who started this great work in you will keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish. You are strong, honorable, and extraordinary. God has created you with great purpose for this season. He's placed you right where you're at, right here, Lake Nona, with the people that you have right around you in your life for a purpose and a reason. He has called you to the place that you are in. And he's given you the ability to be strong and a woman of valor. No matter the counter influence against you, you can be strong because the Spirit of God can be strong through you to help you finish the race and run to the prize to win. You are so loved. God has a great plan. God is in control and he can be trusted. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for your word to us, God. When it comes to this, this race of life that Paul talked about, Lord, we thank you that we can run to win. There's many that thousands and thousands that have gone before us and marked out the path for us and stand before you and they have won. God, I pray that you would give us the encouragement, God, the ability to run to win in our lives. And I just want to give you the opportunity while our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. If you've never given your life to Jesus and you've never put him at the driver's seat of your life, I just want to give you the opportunity to do that today. Maybe you're a, a daughter or a son that mama said, hey, I want you to come to church today because this is the greatest gift you could give me. Maybe you've never started that race with Jesus. Maybe you've never given your life to Christ. I just want to give you that opportunity where you can seal the deal today and start the race in your life. Just pray this prayer after me. God, I've sinned and I'm sorry. I need your son Jesus to come into my heart and to save me and to be my Lord for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus for saving my soul. And I just want to pray a prayer of blessing over our mamas today. Lord, I pray that you would protect every mom. You provide for them the things that only you can see. Lord, I pray that your presence would guide them with wisdom, Lord. And I pray that they would have power and strength over their lives, Lord. I pray that they would walk in the fog, the favor of God. Lord, I pray that they would have sandals of peace, peace in their heart, peace in their mind, Lord, as they go out to be a light and to make a difference with their lives. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. 
Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.